Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the H2P Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here on DKPittsburghSports.com, your pit beat writer, covering football and basketball. Today, we're leading off. We're not we're doing all basketball. Let's not cut, let's not sell it short. Now the basketball season's over. Your Pitt Panthers was a rough season. We knew it was going to be. I said way back in April of last year, heck in March of last year, a whole year ago. I said this was going to be a rough season with the players they lost, and especially when we found out that Justin Champagne was headed to the NBA draft. And the question was from a lot of you, our readers, our listeners, you know, can Jeff? Is there any way that Pitt can give Jeff Capel the boot? And I've been telling y'all that was never going to happen unless some catastrophic stuff happened. And people think, oh, this was catastrophic. This was the worst season of pit basketball ever. You clearly forget the last year that Kevin Stallings was here. That was the worst basketball season they've had, I think, since like the 80s, the 70s even. Point being, yes, it was bad. But this is also part of what happens when a program gets torn down, when you have to completely rebuild, and then when you go through the things that Cable's gone through. Now, again, I ain't giving the, I ain't giving any excuses here for him because he's had plenty of opportunities and he he should have been able to put a better team on the court by now. But I want to look at some things. Now, first of all, I, I said this was going to happen, but uh, Heather Light came out with a statement Uh Saying, Coach Capel and I met this afternoon. This was from Friday. There's no question that we both have great expectations for our men's basketball programs. Discuss the path forward for the for this for this program for success in this program, and we share the disappointment in the past season, but ex- and expected to be further along in building this program back to a great source of pride for Pitt. We are committed to Jeff Capel as our head coach and leader of our team. I am confident Jeff will continue to assess and evaluate every aspect of our program and work tirelessly to continue building it the right way. He and our staff are committed to helping student athletes develop the consistent and habits to reach their potential on and off the court. Capel hit said himself, the sport of Heather Like, Chancellor Gallagher, and the loyal Pitt fans is greatly appreciated as we continue to bring back a winning culture to Pitt basketball. My family and I love being part of the Pittsburgh community, blah, blah, blah. You know what he's, what he's saying. He's like, he's like, hey, um, he's, he eventually says, we hope to be further along, but I remain confident that we will make the adjustments necessary to get there. There's no substitute for hard work. 
all the different things. Um, he says, we have the opportunity to turn things around quickly by attacking every aspect of the offseason, from player development to recruiting to playing style and coaching philosophy. Now, improving all of those things, whether it's, you know, recruitment, player development, or coaching philosophy, or playing style, you'd like to see them all improve, right? You would. But I, I think that there's real criticisms, and then there's things that Pitt fans are throwing up against the wall because they're frustrated. And I said this a lot after that smoking and that embarrassing loss they had to Boston College in the ACC tournament, um, as well as I mean, several other losses. When Pitt fans say things, and I'm like, I correct them like, hey, because I, I don't jump out and just correct everybody. I'm not like, you know, the grammar police who comes out and says, ah, you used the apostrophe in the wrong place when I'm when I'm helping someone with their pit critiques, I'm doing it to people that either a, I like, and I enjoy interactions with. And I'm like, Hey buddy, I feel like I feel you on this, but let's actually pull this back into scope of reality. And, you know, I did that for about like two or three fans who were saying things about pit. And I'm like, Hey, so that's, I feel you on your energy, but this part of criticizing capable in the program just isn't true. And they're like, and, and most of them were like, you're, you're right. I'm just mad. I'm frustrated. And I was like, I feel you. I feel you. I grew up, I was in, I was in middle school watching Brandon Knight and that Ben and those Ben Howland teams crushing people. I was in, I was, you know, I was watch I was watching while I was in high school and college watching Jamie Dixon's teams, you know, you'll be a problem in the Big East. I, I, I miss being able to enjoy basketball in my city. I miss that. So I feel the frustration. I'm not saying that I don't. But I also said, have said all along, there's a lot more steps to fixing this than people think. And let's face it, being Pitt fans, you're used to pain, right? <laughs> you're used to the, you know, whether it's Scotty Reynolds, whether it's, you know, the Cincinnati in the, in the, in the, um, in the last game of the regular season of football, um, any way you want to put it, Pitt fans have suffered a lot over the years and, and then you also suffer in the form of irony when you're watching there after Pitt gets eliminated for the second year in a row in the first round of the ACC tournament. And then you go on to see the guys that left your program, namely Xavier Johnson and Audis Tony, being part important parts of teams that pushed through their conference tournament. Indiana University had an impressive win to get to the, I believe it was the semifinal of the Big Ten tournament, but they then lost on Saturday, Arkansas also had some impressive wins to get to their semifinal of the of the of the tournament, and that that was uh that was a done deal. But when, uh, but but on both of those teams, Audis Tony averaged ten point seven points, five point four rebounds a game. Xavier Johnson averaged twelve points, three point eight rebounds a game, four point nine assists. That's this team truly needed an X type of player. And I sit back and I say all the time, you know, people are like, oh, Jeff Cable can't recruit. He doesn't know how to put together a roster. I think he's dealing with the craziness that happened last year. And this is why I said this year was going to be about this year. This year was about developing guys. And I think he helped develop John Hughley. I think there were times where Femi Utakali seemed like he was starting to understand it. I don't think he does yet. And I think Noah Collier took some positive steps forward. Ithiel Horton, I think, is a more calm player than he was last year. Jamari Burton, you know, came in and he'll be here next year for some good steps. We didn't see anything with Nike Sabande because he was hurt. There was some progress. But next year ain't going to be about progress. Next year got to be about results. And he's got to get them to be a team that's, bat that's battling, that gets a de decent seating in the ACC tournament. And I'm not saying top five, but, you know, not in the 
the upper teen or the the you know not in the teens battling on the first day, you know, being one of the first games to play. You know, you want to see this team get to the second or third round of the ACC tournament next year. And I know that sounds like a lot, but this is what's on Capo now from all the things that he that he's gone through. And I, and like again, I said this year was the struggling year. And I, we're talking about, you know, the, the roster that he could have had. I mean, think about this. And then this is the roster that he would have recruited had things just not gone his, you know, had, had not fallen apart the way they did last year. And part of that's on him. Part of it's not. But I think some of these things are more uncontrollable, like, you know, kid, kids being kids in college and th- things happening that are just going to happen that sometimes you can't prevent. But I mean, I, I've said this before. What would a what would a pit basketball roster look like right now if they didn't lose all those players? And forget Trey McGowan's. Let's say Trey McGowan's transfers out. That's fine. Imagine this roster with Xavier Johnson, Audie's Tony, Justin Champagny, Mogi, and John Hughley. That's problems, problems on problems. That's a, that's a team that's that's going to be battling in the ACC. Jeff has found talent. He just hasn't found them at the right times to be around each other. And I've said a million times, the reason why Justin Champagne and X and Audis Tony, the, the, the three of them didn't work out. When when Tony and Johnson came came to Pitt with McGowan's, they ran the roster. No one could 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 tell them anything. I mean, Jeff could, but no player. There was there was nobody to say, hey, young buck, you got to learn the ropes. And then when they thought they knew the ropes and Justin Champagne came in and was better than them, they didn't know how to handle it. It created some power dynamic struggles. And then it led to both Tony and Johnson transferring out of the program when they didn't know that Champagne was also going to be going to the NBA. Now, again, this ain't no excuses for Jeff Capel, he still needs to figure this out himself. This is on him, but I do, I do list, I do list reasons. And I think there's always a big difference between excuses and reasons where I'm actually evalu- evaluating anything. But what can actually be done to compete next year? Because Jeff Capel saying we just need better players after the BC loss, that sounds like a cop out to a lot of people. I hear what he's saying. But I also hear what you're saying as a fan when you're frustrated hearing that. I'll explain the difference between what Jeff Capel means and what you're thinking right after this break. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back here on the H2P Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here on DKPittsburghSports.com. Remember, check us out. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere podcasts are hosted for free. We are there. Rate us five stars. Give us positive comments. You know, we got all the great content on here. Not just Pitt stuff, Steelers, Pirates, Penguins, all the great things. We got their own Foster show now. Check that out. Every 2 p.m. afternoon, Monday through Friday, There's go- you're going you're to hear DK Ramon chopping it up. So, it's a fun show. But I get back into... Things that might not be as fun right now and is talking about the struggles of pit hoops. But I, I'm here for you fans because I, I wrote that piece. I, I wrote about how, you know, at the end of the season, you know, I didn't want to write too much about how they lost to Boston College. They lost to Boston College the same way that they've lost to most teams at the, on the back end of the season. Well, I don't even say the back end of the season. I say the last four game, last four or five games. Because someone said, oh, they, I saw someone say, oh, they, they struggled down the last eight games like they have for real. I was like, actually, the, it was more last five games because they went on a three-game win streak before that before that five-game collapse. And that that first of, the, of, those, of those losses was actually a contested game. It was just that Georgia Tech, their strength was the, the, the ultimate weakness of Pitt, which is they don't have any guards who are athletic enough to press all the time and attack. I think Capel has... has um, he knows what's limited on his team. That's why he said his team was going to have to win ugly all the time. They were going to have to play defense. They were going to have to play tough, gritty, consistent defense, always be resilient, never back down, challenge guys all around the court, and win smugly games. And and that was how Pitt won. You look at you look at a lot of their wins. You know, the North Carolina win, I think, is the one the one exception where Things were a little different because they were just shooting so well in that game. But Capel knew from the jump when you when you look at at some of their wins, Florida Florida State fifty six fifty one ugly game. NC State you know, it was a close game seventy one sixty nine not as ugly but still not a great win. A good win for this. I mean, a great win for this program for where they were, but not like one that says, "Ooh, Pitt, Pitt's on a, on the rise." You know, their sixty four fifty three win over Syracuse. It was an ugly win, but it was the style of win that they need. Sixty five fifty three over Louisville. Those were those were the the games when I was saying like, "Hey, if this team can understand how to win like that, that's the foundation that Jeff needs." And then they they blew up on North Carolina, but then they lost that close game to Georgia Tech, and then. I mean, I said from the jump, and if you go, you can go back and listen to the podcast. I said, man, that last gauntlet of games, Miami, Duke, Notre Dame, those are all three teams that they have the guards that'll crush Pitt the way that you know. That, like I said, that's their kryptonite is, is that, but they also have bigs and they also have guys that can shoot from outside. Those are some nightmare matchups. Pitt would need a lot of things to go their way, and they lost each of those games by more than twenty points. And in fact, they also lost to Boston College by twenty points. That one was not it was not excusing. But what does Jeff mean? Because you're thinking. 
Well, wait a second. Of course you got to get better players. But you're the guy who has to get better players. Jeff acknowledges that. He's saying we do got to be better at recruiting. And I sit there and I and I'm I'm looking I'm looking at the talent that that they have on their roster right now. They've gotten guys because they were very limited going into this season with what they were able to do, the COVID year, not knowing how things were going to play out. But I think there's a reason you haven't seen Jeff pull any pull in any high school commitments after Judah Mintz decommitted early in the season. I think it's because Jeff knows he's got to go hard in the transfer portal. And when I say hard, I mean he needs to be like, hey, the most explosive guards you got, you like to you like to press people. You like to you like to you like to push the fast breaks. You like to take the big shot. You come to pit because we got a big man who's going to be ready to ha- house. That's going to be able to work with you. He's going to take away a lot of attention underneath. And if you can get that and a shooter and then one supplementary big man, you could work with something at pit. And who knows, maybe Nike Sabande is part of that because that yeah, was what he was bringing to Pitt. I mean, if you remember in the ACC tournament game last year when they lost to Clemson, Champagny was having a rough game, but Nike Sabande was the one guy carrying them. I truly think what Jeff, all of Jeff is saying is that, listen, like this year they weren't going to be able to get the guys that they needed to, to change the tone of the team. But now they've had a whole season of of seeing what this was. And I think Jeff knows that this is it. If he doesn't do it this year, he gone. So fully expect I, in the transfer portal, this these will be the big stories that define Pitt. I, I think will be part of defining Pitt over the next year. Can they land a true one, a true point guard, who who can break the press, who can drive, who can dish? who can create on their own. You could put Jamarius or Nike at the two. Maybe you put Jamarius and then maybe you put both of them at the two and the three. You see about Ithia Horton, see how he plays into things next year because he ain't going nowhere. If Femi Otakali comes back, you you see where he fits in. You got to see where Femi is because... To, to me, Femi was the biggest disappointment at the end of the season. I thought there were really good points where he spiked, and I was like, okay, if that's Femi, if that's the Femi that that's the Femi that I've been seeing and watching practice and watching develop, if he can stick at this point, they're at a good spot. But he became very hot and cold and extremely cold at the end of the season. But they're going to need whoever it is if, if either Femi earns the spot or Femi's on the bench because someone else earned the spot but imagine Femi if he was decent coming off the bench what that would a lift that would give to Capel go back and look at some of the, the the minutes totals of a lot of Pitt's games even their wins they were games where five or six or seven seven guys at most played minutes and the rest of the guys sat on the bench because Jeff couldn't trust other guys like Chris Payton Daniel Adapo, who fell off a map this year. He looked like he was important early on and then, I guess, wasn't practicing well. And then not to mention the Ithiel Horton situation to start the year and Nike being out. But none of the other younger guys. I mean, even William Jeffers. They kept trying to put Jeffers in there. Jeffers has no offensive skill. That man needs to be, I guess I say I should say kid because he is, what, 18? Just turned 18 or something like that. There ain't no more excuses next year for him. He needs to get some offensive skills now. Learn how to shoot the ball. Learn how to drive. Be something. 
He hustles and gets rebounds and he defends. I, I, I appreciate those things, but he got to be able to score some way, somehow, be an offensive threat, and he hasn't been. Like I said, I think that there are plenty of reasons that go on top of why Jeff Capel hasn't found success at Pitt. And there are things that I don't think that there's too many coaches out there could have been able to fight past. I don't think people could have, I don't think there's too many coaches that would have been able to stop what happened last year with the X's. I don't think there's too many coaches that would have found a way to make this roster be able to be a really competitive team in the ACC. I'm also not so sure there's too many coaches that would have gotten six wins out of this roster because, honestly, at one point in the year, I was like, they'll be lucky if they get two. But in this one this one season, they had more ACC wins than they did in the, in the Kevin Stongs era you know, over two years. Like it or not, Jeff Capel's your coach. But if you're listing things that he actually has to do, things that he actually has to achieve next year, and I think that this is the bottom line year. This is the you got to see something. I'm not saying win the ACC, but finish with a winning record. Be competitive. Finish in the middle of the ACC. Get a couple wins in the ACC tournament. You know, 19, 20 wins. Get yourself in that range. That could change a lot of the tone of what pit basketball could be moving forward. And that could save Jeff Capel's job. But a lot of that starts with going to the transfer portal, going hard, and getting dudes that are going to tr- contribute now. Because that's the thing. You can go get high school recruits if you want, but they ain't going. most likely they're not going to be ready to contribute this upcoming season. And if they don't contribute this upcoming season, Jeff Capel might not be around. And then they're, in turn, they wouldn't be around in the following years because there will be a new coach, which means players tra- exit, you know, ex- exit out, and everything starts all over again like it was 2018. Like I said, if you want real criticisms of Jeff, absolutely. Handling, you know, how things have played out hasn't been great. But I don't think that this was something that is that warrants paying the $15 million buyout that's in his contract. And if someone says, why'd they give him the con- that, that You know what? That's what coaches do. They they negotiate for things. And, and don't lie to yourself and say that, you know, in the first couple years, you weren't happy to see just a little bit of progress from the Kevin Stallings years. Because there was definitely a step up from that. I I, I keep seeing people say, oh, he's the worst pit basketball coach of all time. Stop it. He is not that. Is he bad? Sure, you can say that right now. But give him the chance to further develop John Hughley. By the way, I fully think John Hughley's coming back next year. I think that and I've seen some people speculate, oh, he's gone, he's transferring out. I've heard none of those sniffs. I also think that, that where some people are like, well, he would probably feel better playing for a competitive team. This team's this program stuck by him when he was up against some serious felonies. And I think that earns some respect from him, and he's the kind of guy, I get the impression he's the kind of guy that wants to keep fighting for this program. That's why I think that, that that Jeff should still be around, especially too, because those guys still believe in this program. I do think that they became exhausted at the end of the year, and they just they had fought too much to, all the time, and while being outmatched for too long. But it's going to be Jeff's job to make sure that they aren't outmatched as much next year as a roster. They've, he's got to get them some help. Once the tournament's done, 
April, I'll be doing lots of NFL draft stuff, but I'll also be doing some checking on these recruits, transfer portal, who Pitt can get, and who might be the game changers that turn things around for the program. We'll keep you posted on that here on DKPittsburghSports.com as that continues to develop. I'm your host, Chris Carter of the H2P Podcast. Thanks for checking us out again. Rate us five stars and on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on all podcasting platforms here on DKPittsburghSports.com and our podcasting network. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Stay tuned. DK's Daily Shots are back tomorrow, as is the Ramon Foster Show and all of our other regular programming. Stay tuned, Pitt fans. Be back with you real soon. Hey, football practices also back this week. I'll be at, I'll be at spring practices talking Pitt football and keeping you up to date with how those are picking back up after spring break. It's going to be a fun week. Stay tuned with us. <laughs>